Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, Doc, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I have a great interview with Dr. Manuel Estruck. He's a medical doctor who uh, does a lot of different things, everything from one-on-one coaching for entrepreneurial executives, ready to focus on resilience, speed, and leadership. He also has a private practice in Saratoga Springs and works with individuals to explore and treat biological roadblocks such as ADHD, depression, anxiety, and addictions. But today, we're going to actually discuss how to prevent professional burnout. It's a common issue as chiropractors. It's a common issue for a lot of professionals. And he works a lot with people uh, dealing with this. And we dive into it. It was a great conversation. I was excited to have this. And as you'll hear uh, towards the end, you know, it's one of those things where I think he's got multiple topics that we really could dive into. And so I think we're going to have him on as maybe a quarterly guest uh, to to dive into certain things such as uh, anxiety and, and obviously pro- professional burnout, resiliency, a lot of different topics that we can we can touch on. But this one, we really focus on uh, burnout and how to prevent that. Um, I know you're going to like this. And uh, it's just something I want people to start thinking about, even if you're younger, uh, because it happens to a lot of chiropractors. You don't think it's going to happen to you. Uh, and there are solutions. And we dive into some very actionable steps that he gives us and we dive into. But before we do that, I do want to make mention, um, this is going to be probably the last time I do mention it because as this show is released towards the early mid part of December, we'll be a month away from our first weekend of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Mastermind down in Florida. And we've got 15 members, which is great. We do have room for a few more. If you're interested in all the details, just go to modernchiropracticmarketing.com forward slash mastermind and you can see all of the all of the information and all the details all the requirements to be able to attend and then there's also a button for event details without which outlines the weekends uh, quite a group we've put together i'm very excited about it we got some great guest presenters so check that out without further ado here's my episode with dr manuel estruck all right, welcome to the show, Manuel. I really appreciate your time today. Uh, just a little bit of a background for our audience. Uh, I am part of Strategic Coach, as they know, and so are you. And I had uh, posted in the Strategic Coach member Facebook group about uh, the podcast and looking for a few different types of topics and everything. And and you kindly raised your hand on the topic of professional burnout, and I'm really excited to have this. It's the first time I've had this conversation on the podcast. I, we've talked about it in other uh, avenues and, and people in our profession complain about it quite a bit. So I'm excited to touch on this. And so before we do, inter- introduce yourself both personally and professionally, and we'll we'll dive into it. Yeah, so um, my name is Manuel Astruc. I'm a psychiatrist, uh, and I've been in private practice for well over 20 years. Um, and about 12 years ago, I had my own like hitting a bottom with with burnout mm-hmm. and figuring out my way through that uh, is what's led me over many years now to talking about it, teaching about it and helping other individuals, especially, you know, people who are 
high-performing um, individuals who just have a tendency to, to, to work really hard and, and burnout is a common malady in, in those professions. Yeah, it's definitely something that we hear a lot about. And obviously, it's sometimes crazy hours, like 70, 80 hours a week, or it's lack of vacations, or it's, um, you know, just being overworked in the day-to-day of things. And so it's a common thing. Um, what are some of the common causes that, that you've noticed over the years of professional burnout? Um, you know, the, the most common sort of things we see is when there's a, a high level of responsibility mm-hmm. with, with the individuals in their work and uh, a low sense of perceived control mm-hmm. within that. And we also end up with um, losing a vision of, of uh, where we want to be. And, and life becomes sort of a grind, like day to day. We're not going, we're not changing. And life becomes like a treadmill. Every day you're just plodding around with, with no end in sight. Yeah, there's no like no light at the end of the tunnel. And yeah. you feel like you're just kind of you're kind of stuck in there. And then, you know, you sometimes you feel guilty, too, right? Because there's books out there called Grit, which... I love grit. I feel like I have grit, but sometimes we, you know, think we don't have grit if we're not, uh, you know, sticking through the burnout, right? It, it's really interesting because uh, in, in your profession, uh, to get to where you are, you have to work hard. Like yeah. we're, we're, we're filtered out to work hard. So in high school, you work hard. In college, you work hard. You know, in in your your chiropractic education, you work hard so that ultimately you get this reward. You get your degree and you get your license so that you can do what you do. And what we've selected for are people who really do have that tenacity and that grit and, you know, the, the one speed that they have is to work hard. And And when we face problems, I mean, for me, this was totally true. If I had you know, financial stresses, like what was the easiest solution? I added more patients to the end of the day. Yeah. And and before you know it, you know, it's, it's, you know, seven to seven in the morning, but the 7 p.m. at night, no breaks, just mm-hmm. all out, um, you know, five to six days a week. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's what we were trained for, work hard. Yeah. And that's the struggle, right? Is, is yeah. And then I think what happens in, in our profession too, is, you know, you've gone to school for eight years. You're now like about 26 years old when you're getting out yep. and you're not making a lot of money. You know, that's the reality of it for most chiropractors right out of school. It's, it's so, uh, you know, it's not like you're making 250,000 a year and you can kind of justify it. You know, like uh, I got a buddy that's an orthopedic surgeon and he just works hard, you know, and he's, He's young for an orthopedic surgeon. He's probably in his mid to late thirties, but he's making like really good money. And so it kind of offsets it a little bit. So do you ever see one way or the other um, finances making it better or worse, like being able to put up with it longer if there's a lot of money coming in or being able to put up with it less if there's not a lot of money coming in? No, it's so interesting. I, I don't think money ultimately like plays into it because that, what you just said was that he still works hard, yeah. right? So, so at the end of the day, um, if you're not working on yourself and, and kind of aware of some of our mm-hmm. vulnerabilities, uh, no matter what that paycheck is, it's it's not enough if we're not looking at life, you know, in, in a reasonable fashion. Um, yeah. So, so whether you're making, you know, you know, 
hundred thousand a year or you know ten million a year the, the ten million dollar a year person you're like how can they possibly feel vulnerable and scared that they don't have enough money but they're vulnerable and scared that they don't have enough money right it, it's a mindset thing yeah you know it's funny in one of our strategic coach meetings they talked about it's just different zeros at the end of the stress right like that person at ten million dollars a year if the market goes bad or something, they lose a whole lot more than say I do. <laughs> right. So, okay. And then here's the, another thing. Have you read the book thinking uh, slow and fast by Daniel Kahneman? I've, I've gotten cliff note versions of it, but I haven't read the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I had this conversation. I, I wanted to come out of the gates with this a little bit and get your thoughts, but um, I had this conversation with, with a couple of uh, young docs that I, that I've worked with and in that book, just to kind of summarize it for the audience, is he talks about uh, system one and system two thinking. And, you know, system one thinking is, uh, you know, two plus two. Your brain automatically spits out four. Where, so it's basically automatic thinking. And then system two is where you're really starting to have to get into critical thinking. Like if I said 23 times 444, like you might be able to figure it out in your head, but you're really grinding your your brain gears to get that done. And what I've found with young doctors is they're grinding through system two a lot in a given day because they're just, they're not there yet clinically and efficient clinically like you will be in year 10 or 15. And so a lot of their day is just burning through that frontal cortex. <laughs> Whereas when you get start, you know, really, getting a lot of wisdom in practice and efficient you're more in system one a lot um have you have you um experienced some of that type of stuff professionally where there is a light at the end of the tunnel once you get a little bit more automatic with your thinking you know in some ways i think that makes it worse actually okay uh you know our our brains are really geared to to, to learn and to, to gain mastery mm -hmm. and while while you're getting better and better at your craft, um, there's 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 a vision and there's a desire, and when it starts to get more automatic, at least for me, and I find it with other people, mm -hmm. it's when you start to to, to get more rote um, uh, with with your skill set. So now you're pretty good. You're you're you know not getting a lot of curveballs during the course of the day. You you got it, it down. Your intuition, your decision making, um, you know that's really when you, you start to wonder like what else is there? You you've mm -hmm. lost your purpose and, and passion can go out the window. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that we're dealing with in, in, you know, your profession, my profession is that we're dealing with people in pain, mm -hmm. right? So emotional pain or physical, there's a high degree of distress. So um, even when we've got our, our um, craft, like, mastered or, mm -hmm. or on the way to mastery there's still an emotional toll that we have and and i used to tell people when i was teaching residents and and when i was in charge of the mental health unit that we may not put in the, the kind of work hours and the kind of physical effort that a you know person you know laying blacktop is you know mm -hmm. or or you know a, a, a laborer is mm -hmm. but you know cognitively emotionally we're we're spent at the end of the day right we're we're spending a lot of energy dealing with with people who are having a hard time
Yeah, I, you know, it's, and you said a couple of things that really made me realize something too, because uh, just just to give you a little bit of background on me and 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 some of the new audience, uh, a lot of my regular listeners have heard this, but uh, I started practicing in 2005, and I was just fully clinically motivated. I did a lot with uh, sports and professional athletes, and I and I really um, ascended that ladder pretty quickly and was all in on it. And then I, you know, I opened my practice in 2010 and then by like 2013 is when I joined strategic coach, but it was because I, I kind of started to get a little bored with the clinical and, and by 2013, my practice was doing really well. And I just, but I knew I had some blind spots from a business standpoint. That's why I joined strategic coach. And, and then a byproduct of that was the marketing and, and, and that whole thing. And so I kind of switched gears a lot. I still treat patients. I still keep up with it, but not like I did before. And even though, even though things were getting easier clinically, they're never easy. Um, and I was maybe going through system one more versus system two, I was getting a little burned out of it and almost like bored kind of. And I think sometimes would you say boredom in your profession can start to lead to burnout? Um, yeah, so you stop being challenged in the same way. You stop growing in the mm-hmm. same way. And, you know, the, the symptoms of burnout that, that we see, it was uh, in 2019, the World Health Organization came out with burnout as an occupational syndrome. Yep. And, and it's got three parts to it. Yep. Number one is um, uh, exhaustion. So so you mm-hmm. get like mentally and physically exhausted Number two is is a sense of detachment from from your work. Um, you, you get a, a sense of cynicism and, and bitterness, and, and that kind of goes along with with you know kind of being bored. But you know it it's it just kind of you know starts to change you. Mm-hmm. And and the third part is that you stop feeling effective, and you can actually stop being as effective in your job as you're getting more and more burnt out. And with with any illness, right, with, mm-hmm. with any um, malady, we got the beginning points when it's, it's kind of early on and, and it's easier to turn around. And then we have mm-hmm. when it's like been going on for a long time and that tended to that, that it gets significantly more um, impactful and can, can lead to, you know, depression and mm-hmm. other other things where you actually get, um, you know, something that that's going to make it uh, have a, a huge impact on your ability to function. Thank you for defining that. That was that was yeah. good to to kind of get a, a good reference point of uh, exhaustion, and and so people can start to understand where they're at on on maybe that spectrum. So that's that's perfect. Yeah. Um, one of the things that uh, I've experienced, and a lot of chiropractors talk about, is the fact that uh, part of our job is we have to talk to a lot of people in a given day, and it could be. 20, 30, 40, 60 short conversations with a lot of different types of personalities, uh, a lot of different types of scenarios. Sometimes you're trying to work through the clinical determination of this patient and they're asking you questions you're answering. And so like your brain is kind of divided on that. Sometimes these people are in a lot of pain and you have to be empathetic with that. Like there's a lot of different um there's a lot of different emotions involved into it, a lot of different communication going on. And I know for me that that wears me out at, at the end of the day. And then the next day you got to do it again. Um, what, what would you recommend 
for those people. Because the other thing too, and, and, and we've talked about this in the past, is like some people are introverts that are chiropractors, right? A lot of them are. And so the, the, the putting on a show all day with the patients and talking can be, can be a struggle and then going home and trying to have a relationship with your spouse and stuff. Uh, I found that to be kind of a burnout um, cause as well. What are your thoughts on that? Well, and, and the other thing that just comes to mind as you're describing that there's, there's a, there's a last piece of it, which is you're on the clock, right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. every client, every patient you're on, on the clock. Cause you know, you've got to have the interaction. You've got to decide what you're going to do. You've got to explain it. You've got to answer questions and you've got, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, what, whatever the, the time frame is the, the, you know, uh, adjust and, and move mm-hmm. on to, to, to the next person. And it is exhausting. The, um, what, what I have found for myself, my life has not changed much in terms of how many patients I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's starting to change now, uh, but, but for years, it, it was very much the same, you know, uh, you know, 30 patients a day, um, five to six days a week, and, you know, no breaks and, and then going home. What ultimately made a difference was um, a, a change in mindset. And, and the mindset really, for me, was, uh, and I can tell you the story of this, it was really about implementing some happiness rules. Okay. So the, the positive psychology movement came out years ago. And one of the things that they taught us in, in you know, my field in psychiatry was that we can have a significant impact on our level of happiness, um, which we didn't used to know we could, right? There was nature and nurture. And by the time that you were born and, you know, you reached, you know, adolescence or whatever, your, your nature and nurture happiness level had been set. And, and you couldn't really do too much about that. And what the positive psychology movement taught us is that you really can. Now, you can't move it tremendously, but making some small, you know, 10%, 15%, 20% of, of a change in that set point has a humongous impact. So for me, what I, I discovered was that there's some things that I have to have in my days and in my weeks that, that helps just so much. And I'll, I'll go over them quickly. And then if there's, yep. you know, some that you want to like move into more, more deeply, but there's a set of fitness rules for happiness. And, and let me back up for one sec. Mm-hmm. There's a caveat. We make happiness the the outcome of our success mm-hmm. and the the happiness research what it really says is that happiness becomes the driver of our success mm-hmm. so when we're implementing happiness as the core organizing uh, you know set of values for ourselves mm-hmm. it, it actually helps us to protect from burnout and also drive success more uh, mm-hmm. than, than just kind of having the grit All right, Docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors, and you can sign up for that at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Propel M-C-M. That is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, Propel M-C-M, Modern Chiropractic Marketing, right? And so check out that link, and we're going to have you go over five SEO secrets to owning the first page of Google 
uh, without buying ads. And Darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever-mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly slash propelmcm for the one-hour free workshop. So six rules, three groupings of them. Rules one and two are fitness rules. So they're physical fitness, right? Move more, sleep better, you know, eat well. Pretty mm-hmm. simple stuff. Um, and then, you know, mental fitness rules. Mm-hmm. So those are th- things like, you know, gratitude, meditation, breath work, um, you know, that, that, that whole constellation. The second set are the growth rules, two growth rules. One is about learning and growing. Mm-hmm. Like it's so important for us always to have, you know, something on the horizon and strategic coaches, you know, make your future bigger than your past. That, yeah. That's about like continuing to grow. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then the second one is connection. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, so much evidence that if you look at people as they age, their level of happiness is and health really mm-hmm. is very tightly correlated with their relationships, their connections. Yeah. So it's our connections individually, our communities, where we're contributing, you know, those those groups that we hang out with both personally and professionally. So strategic coach is a great example of a of a group that is mm-hmm. is just very rejuvenating um and energizing. Um and then the last two are, are the, the purpose rules. So blaze your own trail. Mm-hmm. So you have a vision of, you know, where you want to be and the impact you want to have on the world. Um, you, you figure out what you're curious about and you let yourself kind of, you know, like explore that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you figure out what your unique ability is. Um, and, and, you know, you blaze your own trail. And what that really starts to have you do is to move from life by default Mm-hmm. which is how I lived, like the the idea of becoming a doctor, a psychiatrist, like that was from high school. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like someone said, you're good at math, you're good at science, you should be a doctor. It's like, okay, you know, check, check, got it. Let me, let me go ahead. There wasn't a lot of, you know, thinking about it. And mm-hmm. um, once I reached a certain level of, of my career in psychiatry, it's like, like what's next? Yeah. But, um, um, you know, blazing your own trail is, is really about life, by design at this mm-hmm. point, not by default. Mm-hmm. There's uh, two Stanford professors, David Evans and Bill Burnett, who wrote a book, Design Your Life. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them, I think it was David Evans, was, was asked to like summarize that as, as much as he could. And he came with a, up with a 10-word a uh, design your life quote. So it's, uh, be curious, try stuff, talk to people, um, oh, and I forgot the last one. There's another one there. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. Google it. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the, the ten words to to designing your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the last ones is really kind of the commitment that you're gonna you know commit to enjoying the ride. Like it's supposed to be fun, and we start to to, to lose sight of that. Um, you know, something's wrong, and and we can really kind of make that commitment doesn't mean that, you know, bad things don't happen, sad things don't happen. You know, we, we, we have, you know, any number of, on planet Earth of, of friction points and things that go wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
they don't have to be the excuse that has us not enjoy the ride. Yeah, you know, just like life, there's going to be seasons of a of a career, so there's not always going to be be easy. You brought a lot of good information right there. I want to unpack a, a little bit of it um, and, and kind of go on a, a rant, and then I'm going to tie it back into uh, unique ability and, and get your insights from there. But um, one of the things as well that we deal with in our profession is physical burnout. Yeah. It's a physical job. And, and so what I've kind of been piecing together uh, myself and in for a lot of chiropractors is, yes, some of the things you mentioned were great. And like for me, the fitness side of things has been important. And I've combined, uh, I do yoga once or twice a week, and it kind of gives me both the physical part, but also kind of the meditation part. I also do meditate outside of that. And so um, I definitely... In, in touch with the physical side of things. And then I think a reality of it is, and I'll, I'll kind of tell a story that my dad was telling me about my uncle, who's an electrician and, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, has been an electrician for a very long time and is in his sixties and, and, and just physically really it's, it's, it's been taxing. Um, and he's just been doing that for a long time because it hasn't gotten to a point where say is a, uh, business owner or foreman or, you know, things like that, where he can outsource a lot of the work. So as a chiropractor, we got to start thinking about that as well. It's like, um, how long can you be physically doing all of the work uh, in your practice for, you know, can you do it for 40 years or 50 years? And like you mentioned, the, the concept with strategic coaches, you know, making your future always bigger than your past. I think part of that with us is, is how can we build a team around us in our practice to where we're offloading some of the physical part of our job as we age. And the part of that's going to come with, you know, having cash confidence and having the cash flow to sustain that. And we're seeing that be difficult, not enough meat on the bone for some chiropractors. And that's why I've, uh, we just actually had a, a virtual summit on financial intelligence. We, we called it Money Matters Virtual Summit because, you know, we're, we're, we're patient-centered first, but the finances of life and practice are a reality. And if we don't start thinking about that and having strategies around that, you're going to find yourself being in your 50s and not having the cash flow uh, to to farm out some of that work internally to take the load off a little bit. And you're going to be not only stuck in doing a ton of the physical work, and if you get hurt, you're really in a bad spot, but then you're going to potentially face the burnout issue because you're not whittling down into your unique ability. And so uh, I'd like for us to now segue into the strategic coach concept of unique ability, because I'm finding that to be the, the magic elixir for me in, in, in my career um, as I progress. Because another thing that Dan Sullivan talks about is, is never retiring, because if you are always making your future bigger than your past and you're focusing on your unique ability, there's really no need to retire, right? So let's dive into the unique ability a little bit and how you've taking that concept and applying that in your practice to help uh, folks with burnout? Um, before I heard about unique ability, uh, what I started doing 
And it, it, I, I found a name for it in the book by Cal Newport, So Good They Can't Ignore You, which mm-hmm. is a, a really good book. Yep. But he calls it the adjacent possibles. And the, okay. the adjacent possibles are when you're, you're going through your, your business life and you try stuff that's mm-hmm. adjacent, like it's one room over from what you normally do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't require a great investment of, of time or money or um, resources, but you get capabilities and you learn, I like this, I don't like that. I'm mm-hmm. good at this, I'm not so good at that. And, and you start to build from each of these little things that you try, you start to build, um, you know, knowledge and capabilities and um, you're, you're really developing nodes. And if you have some sense of like the direction that you want your life to be, um, you know, from these things that you're trying, you know, you're going to find your unique ability and, and you're going to start to blaze that trail in a direction that's, that's going to be really good for you. Um, and unique ability just kind of hones down to the wisdom of that, right? It's like figure it out early on. Um, and, and if you have that vision of, you know, this is the stuff that I'm curious about and I want to keep doing, uh, the idea of retiring goes away. Like, why would I retire to do something that I don't really love when I've found mm-hmm. what I really love to do and I get to do that, you know, yeah. um, as much as I want, you know, as much or as little, but now, you know, the, the idea of retirement just kind of loses the appeal. Um, yeah, I, I recently did an exercise. Uh, I forget what made me think of doing it, but um, it was along those lines. And so I actually, I have a, I use Evernote a lot and I, yeah. I just have a lot of different notes in there and different things. And, and I, so I just wrote out, I was like, you know what, what would I do if I retired? Right. Like, what, what would I do? And I just started jotting out things like, you know, I would golf more. I'd go to the beach more. I live like five minutes from the beach. So it's no excuse not to do it now. Right. (laughs) Um, I would read more. I would learn, I would play more with the kids, things like that. And then I just said to myself, I was like, well, what's preventing me from doing those things now? Uh, obviously, you know, if you're working a ton of hours, that's going to chip into it, but I'm starting to carve out and, and design my life. Like you said earlier around, doing those things I would do in retirement. So if my life becomes doing those things already and enjoying what I'm doing for work, because I'm focusing on my unique abilities, why, again, why would I retire? And one of the distinctions for the audience is that they talk about unique ability and then excellent activities. And really the distinction is, is unique ability is going to continue to fascinate and motivate you. Whereas an excellent activity, like say for me as a chiropractor, I would consider myself an excellent chiropractor. Maybe I'm excellent at exam or excellent at the spinal manipulation or whatever, but it's not, and I've found this, I'm just being honest with myself after 16 years, it has not been fascinating and motivating me and, and what is, is things like this podcast. And we just started a, a Florida mastermind where we've got some high level doctors that are part of this. And that's part of our goal is to how do how do we as high level chiropractors take the next step in our lives to really start setting this profession up for us to where we can 
live that life that we we want to. And so that's um, kind of what I'm trying to do and, and, and whittle down. And it's a work in progress, right? No, it's, it's fantastic. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of taking the wisdom that, that you've had and, mm-hmm. and uh, distilling it and like sh- helping younger chiropractors to, to be thinking about the runway and the roadmap of mm. designing, you know, with an end in mind yeah. of where they can be and, and what's possible because that's not taught in, in school, right? We don't, yeah. we don't get those classes. We don't get mm. classes on um, marketing, yeah. right? <laughs> we don't get classes on how to manage your money and, and how to be thinking about the future and how to manage the office in, in med school. We don't, um, yeah. in residency, we don't get that, yeah. you know, you you either learn by the hard knocks or you, um, you know, you end up in a clinic somewhere as a commodity of some sort. Um, yeah. and you know, that can work for folks, right? So that, that's mm-hmm. not necessarily a, a bad outcome. Um, as long as it's balanced with other aspects of life, mm-hmm that that are you know uh, a place where they get to express unique ability and mm-hmm. and you know designing things that that they really want in their life yeah absolutely and that's where you know it's it becomes fun you know and so like yeah. for me you know my plan uh, i'm stepping out of patient care next summer of, of 2022 and i'm still going to own the practice still going to have a leadership role in the practice still be at the office and have team meetings and trainings and and do all that. I'm, I do a lot of coaching with chiropractors. So I've kind of just figured out like that uh, yeah. presently is what fascinates and motivates me. And so I'm following that to where I can have longevity and, and, and enjoy this and then have the freedom to do those things I would do in retirement anyway. Right. 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 So. And it, it's taking that, that unique uh, ability and mm-hmm. that curiosity and the things that, that, and, and giving back. I mean, I, I think that that's so important that that impact piece to the early career chiropractors, so that they don't have to um, like like they get the wisdom, they get the shortcut um, yeah. Yeah. of how to think about things that to set themselves up for freedom. Yep, and that's part of why I I really you know, like one of my what do you call it BHAGs, right? Big hairy audacious goals is to like just get chiropractors thinking bigger and realizing that, you know, you put a lot of work in early on, you do it strategically, you you need to have a handsomely profitable practice so that you can then reinvest in hiring team members that take away some of the things from you. And, and then all of a sudden you find yourself can keep on investing in that and then you find, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's a, you have to have a little bit of delayed gratification. Like you're not, it's not going to happen at 28 years old. Right. right. But it could happen at 38 or 48. And you just don't want to find yourself at 58 and, and being completely burned out and having no exit strategy away from it. So uh, start thinking about that now, start thinking about the ways you can do that. Um, I'm going to make sure our show notes have a lot of good bullet points of some of the things you define and strategies um, I, I, I really appreciate your, your wisdom on this. Um, any other thoughts for our audience on, on this topic of burnout and what they can do about it? Well, so I have recently started hiring um, some psychiatric nurse practitioners. I'm, I'm fortunate in, in my area and in my field that mm-hmm. there's uh, 
large demand. So there's yep. plenty of patients mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of practitioners. So yep. um, I've, I've been able to find really good young experience, so two, three years experience uh, nurse practitioners. And when I start, the, the questions that I'm asking them are, mm-hmm. where do you want to be in three to five years? Like right now in, in this part of your career, you're, you're really working to master your craft. Mm-hmm. But I want you to start thinking about where you want to be and what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are things adjacent to what we do that are possible that I can support you with. So starting to encourage some entrepreneurial thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also, what are you curious about? Where do you want to niche? Like that, that's one of the areas that I think um, we often overlook. Like it, it just sounds like if you niche, you're going to miss out on something. But it's, it's really the... The opposite. If if you get known for, you know, some of my nurse practitioners, you know, ones interested in, um, you know, women of childbearing years and and you know, psychiatric illness uh, medicines and and pregnancy, another one's interested in, you know, transgender and and all of these things that are going on and specializing, but just having people start to think about these things from early on is such an advantage. Um, and, and, and just sets them up in, in a way that I wish I had known when, when I started. Yeah, me too. It took me until about age 34 to figure it out. <laughs> I was a little older, but, but you know, good, good, to, good to get it when we got it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I really appreciate you for your time today. Um, if any of our audience members want to reach out, is there a way they can uh, find you? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the best way right now is um, on Facebook, Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a, a page, Manuel Astruc Coaching. Uh, so that's M-A-N-U-E-L-A-S-T-R-U-C Coaching. And every morning I do three to five minutes um, on happiness, success, leadership, some some short little pieces. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I'm there all the time and it's, uh, it's a good place to find me. Perfect. I'm, I'm going to make sure to find you there as well. Yeah. So thank you. We'll make sure we put those in the show notes. Great. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Before you leave, make sure you check out our website. We've got blogs and podcasts and all kinds of great info at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. We also have a closed Facebook group of the same name where a lot of like-minded chiropractors are workshopping ideas and making sure that we have this continual advancement of marketing, business, mindset, and just growth of your practice. So check us out, modernchiropracticmarketing.com and the Facebook group of the same name.